Learn it well. It's not about the speed. Make sure you, you get it. That's, that's why last week we chaz it over, right? To make sure we get the points. Okay. So this, uh, this Chabura is Lila Nishmas Davin Yosef. Thank you to the Weinberg family. Lila Nishmas Chano Bas Avram. Thank you to the Nunnan family. Okay, here we go. Now we start. So we're on page 79. <coughs> page 79, we're getting into the, the Sugya of Eshtadlis, which is the, the Sugya that really is of the most important in a certain way to understand because we're doing it all day. We're involved in Eshtadlis all day, and Eshtadlis doesn't equal work, meaning business work. It, it also means business work. Everything we do during the day is Eshtadlis. Walking is Eshtadlis, thinking is Eshtadlis. Breathing is Ishtadlis. Everything is Ishtadlis. We're going to have to build out this sugya a little bit and connect it like we did last week to how it fits in to Bitochen. Because Ishtadlis really is not outside the world of Bitochen. It's not Bitochen and Ishtadlis. It's, it's just Bitochen. Ishtadlis is a subcategory. It just has to be understood. But it's not, it's not different than Bitochen. Not different than anything else. Okay, so let's jump into it. Page 79 on the bottom. <coughs> Excuse me. Human effort. Already 82, no? No. 79. 79. Okay, sorry. It just looks the same because it both says human effort. I jumped ahead again. That's okay. okay. Slow down there. I know. It's hard. The fifth introduction, right? This is the fifth introduction, I think the final one, I think, that we need to be able to properly, properly be Bali Bitochen. So you have to understand the Sugi of Ishtadlis in order to be a Babi Tochen. Because again, it's a subcategory, but it's, it's one of the components. Here we go. The fifth introduction addresses why in contrast to animals whose needs are readily available to them, a person is required to make great efforts to obtain his livelihood and other needs. The fifth introduction... The person should clearly see that the completion of all mat of all the matters that come in, to be in this world after its creation, we discussed last week, and Ayn Sham last week, we'll, we'll chazer over a little bit, we'll give a hakdama to the sugi of Ishtadlis, that everything of Ishtadlis is what, what's, where does Ishtadlis come from, where does it start? The first of all Ishtadlis is, I'll let you think about that as I say, bro. Yeah, but, but no, where does Ishtadlis really start from? I mean, human intervention. There was nothing. Ayin, just a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Then, Brej Barlokim, he made Yesh, May Ayin, still. There's no human intervention there. But then, everything after that, Yesh, Me Yesh, once man, Adam, was created on the sixth day, after all that stuff, anything he then touched, thought about, connected to, Yesh, Me Yesh, that's already the Sugi Vishtadlis. All of that. So anything that came to be in this world is going to be connected to the Sugi Vishtadlis. So it comes, so everything in this world now, <coughs> after the original creation, comes in two ways. Echad, next page, Mehem, Gezeris Abori Yisale Vecheftso B'Yitzi Osen Al Gvul HaHavaya. We'll just read it straight. Vahasheni sibos umitsuim mehem, krovim mehem, rachokim, omehem niglim, mehem nestarim, vekulim rotsim lahashlim, 
Two ways that things come into the world. One of the manners in which they come to be is solely due to the decrees of the Creator, may he be exalted, and due to his desire that these things should immediately come into existence. HaKadosh Bo still makes yesh me'ayin. There are still certain things that come, just, they just pop up. Yesh me'ayin. I don't know if you could, it's not mamish, mamish yesh me'ayin sometimes. Sometimes it's a, an animal that was never discovered and just, punked it just discovered. It's not yesh me'ayin mamish, but it just, because HaKadosh Bo decided this moment that should happen, it's going to happen. Because there is crazy things that go on in the world, no explanation. The Bariolam still does that today. In our lives as well. That's the first way. That's the Hanhaga Nisis. That's the Hanhaga of Nais of a Kaddish broken in this world. Back when the Torah was around, right? back when they were, the Torah was being written, there was a lot more open Nisim. Now the Nisim aren't as open and as revealed, but if we learn, if we learn the Sugi properly, we'll start to see more and more. That's category A. But the second manner, on page 80, the second manner in which they come to be Anything in this world comes to be is through various means and intermediaries. It's a process. Some of those intermediaries are immediate. Kaddish Baruch Hu creates a process that, even though he has one middleman, that itself, that middleman is the, the creator, or he's the part of the immediate process to create something. While some of them are remote, some, sometimes you have a, a longer process that's not so clear. Some are revealed, some are hidden. Some parts of the process you could see clear, some, some, some you can't see. But all of them, whatever it is, from the beginning of the Kodesh Baruch Hu's decree until he gets what he originally desired, his Ratzon, everything in between, all of them hasten to complete that which God has created should be. And the way those things should appear, well, God helps them accomplish this. So it's very clear that Kodesh Baruch Hu A is behind everything. He originally created everything in this world, like we discussed last week, and we're understanding it now. Everything he created in this world, any original yesh, already has its end, its completion already set from the beginning. Right? Kaddish Baruch Hu creates sand at the beginning of time. It was already known that sand would make windows. I think windows come from sand? Such a thing? Yeah, right? Glass. Glass, right? That was already... Automatically, it was put the second sand was. I don't know what the word is. Yesh is there an English word for such a thing? I don't even know because there's only God. Yesh right? Makes the sand was made. Kodesh was already had in mind glass. It just took hundreds, thousands of years, whatever that. I don't know what the number is. Different people, different stuff, technologies, whatever it may be, to get from the sand to be the glass. But it's already planned. Just there was many, many, many intermediaries. Some was revealed. Some were not revealed. Wasn't clear. No one knew about this glass thing until it happened to be. Right? Sometimes you see a process slowly but surely building over time. But we're, we're very late in the game. I mean, we're already 5,783 years into the game. We're in the middle. Right? Remember, we're always in the middle of, the pro- of all the processes. Processes, I don't know. You see it very clear with technology what's going on, right? I mean, I wasn't around when the first computer was around. I don't know if anybody here was. I'm not sure when that was. You were? The first computer? Those big, huge ones that had like you had to put the paper in or something, from what I remember hearing about. But now things are, are, are still rapidly changing, but we're in the middle. We don't even know where it's going to be. But all this from Kaddish Baruch Hu, he already planned it out from the beginning. We're in the middle. So Ea Kaddish Baruch Hu is behind everything. There's no exception to that. There can be no exception to that rule. Nothing. 
no second, no no tea bag that's getting put up and down. It can't be without a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not possible. But besides for that, <coughs> the understanding is, it's not besides that, the understanding therefore is that where we see everything in this world, right, we see things unfolding in a physical way. We're human beings, we're natural, normal people. We drink tea, we drink coffee, we learn, we sit in a place, we have cameras and things. So all of these things that have, have come to be, there was human intervention, right? All of these things that we're talking about has, had, has human intervention. The human intervention, this is the way we have to start seeing things. We've discussed this before, but we have to keep chazering over. The way that we have to start to see things with the mind's eye is that everything that has human intervention is external. It's the chitzonius. It's the lavush, it's the garment. Every single human intervention cannot be without a rutz and a shem at the penimius. That's what we're saying. It's impossible. Because he's the one who already decided from A to Z how it's going to be. So we who stand in between trying to help get from A to Z and whatever that might be in our own lives, in raising a family, at, at our job, uh, in sh- whatever it is that we're involved with. So on the outside, it looks like, and there's, of course, there's truth to it, there's an external reality. We're doing stuff. We're davening, we're learning, we're working, we're raising a family, we're speaking, we're thinking, we're having emotions. But underneath the surface, at the same exact time, without any exception, is the Ratz and Hashem right underneath. Right? The way that I, that I think is maybe easiest to see this is always the way I, 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 I visualize the story of the Megillah, right? Imagine, right? So you guys are going this way, okay, right? Starts here and ends here, right? That's how, you, that's how right? Okay, A to Z. Megillah starts, okay? Ahasuerus has a big party, right? All the Jews are there. Vashti gets killed, right? Mordechai comes into the picture. Then Haman, Haman's there, whatever, Haman's there first, whatever it is, Right? Jews are going to get killed. Everybody's crying, right? As this situation goes on, right? That's how, the, that's how the Megillah is unrolled. But we know, at the end of the Megillah, because we, we're living many years afterwards, party of Achashesh, Hashem's Ratzon, right? Vashi gets killed. This is Hashem's Ratzon under here, right? Haman comes to power. Hashem's Ratzon is still... Right? Every single thing that happened, and that's happening today, the underlying reason is Hashem's Ratzon. There is never an exception. It's impossible. It's impossible there could be an exception to that rule. So everything that's happening on top of the surface in real life is just a manifestation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Ratzon. Correct? Yes? Is that how you visualize the Megillah? That's only me. Megillah's Hester. It's, it's the Megillah of the Hester. It's, right? that's, the whole, that's the whole union. It was already there. So that's, that's how the Chavos of is explaining all of his Shabbos. <coughs> and therefore, if we have that understanding, that the Ratzon Hashem is what's under the undercurrent of everything, and you also connect to what we've already learned, and Hashem loves us, and He knows more than us, and He wants the best for us, right? That's also there. That's, that's all, that's that. So it's not just one little line, the Ratzon Hashem. So Hashem's Ratzon, and He loves us, and He takes care of us, and everything's for the best. So whatever's happening up here, 
whatever is happening up here, even though certain things are well above our, you know, bitach and pay scale, but let's say the normal day of normal life, so it's all flowing like this together. So if you have a person who can tap into the what's going on under the scenes, this is the Boreolum and it's for the best, even though this is like going like this. But look, the Ratzon Shem is not shaking. It doesn't change. It doesn't, it doesn't shake. It's Menuchus and Nefesh. So the person who can connect to the bottom, the Ratzon Hashem, so then the world can be shaking, but he's living a life, like it's like this. I know, I like the visuals. I'm not going to tell you. The whole world's shaking, and he's just, he's just going on his way. Why? Because he's connected to the Panimis. He's connected to the Ratzon Hashem. Which is, it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves us, and he takes care of us, and he knows better than us than we know, and it's all great. Right? That's what we're trying to do. So every moment of our lives is going to be filled with Ishtabas. Whatever we're doing, anything, even learning, is Ishtabas. Davening is Ishtabas. Are we connecting to the, the Panimis, the Ratzon Hashem, or we're not connecting? That's, that's, the main, that's the main thing. To just get that into our head. To learn about it, to think about it, to daven for it. We have to do Ishtabas to get it. And the Manakadosh Baruch decides that it's going to hit, and you're going to dig a hole and your life up here is going to connect it down here, and then it's just going to become one life, and then you're a Baal Bitochen. And then you could be calm. Then there's no anxiety. Then there's no worry. Of course we're humans, and there are certain things that are above our pay scale. Or sometimes we're really hungry and cranky. It happens. That's okay. But the goal is to mostly be in that place, and even when we're not in that place, to realize afterwards, you know what? I just lost myself, but I really know the MS. That's, that's, that's life. That's life. No? I think so. So let's go right there. A person is required to know that while everything comes from God, there are some things that God decreed should immediately come to be without any further action necessary, while there are other things that God decided should come into being through various means. <coughs> we want money now. Right? We want money now. So if you try to push that, like we discussed last week, if you try to push that and make that happen by working extra hours by making big, bigger investments, you might be in for a world of anxiety. You might get, you might actually get it. That might actually, maybe Kodesh Baruch decides you can get it, but with a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry and a lot of stress. But we don't, but if we just stay to the path, we can live a life of Menuchas and Nefesh, Yishavadas, and everything will be exactly as a Kodesh Baruch decides. I mean, who was, who was Bashal Shuddhis? A 17-minute message, right? That's life. Like Rabbi said, that's life. Yeah, There's going to be craziness. That's life. Let's read this, Let's read this note, actually. It's, it's, a good, it's a good note. I mean, all these notes really are good, but we can't do every single one. On the, it starts on page 79 on the bottom. It opens things up a little bit more. Come to be in one of two ways. Page 79, yes? Everybody knows, I don't know, whoever's watching out there, we're using this. The cost. Also, if anybody didn't hear earlier sharing, we have all of the earlier. This is the 41st year. 41st. We've been doing it for a year. Everything's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's a mahalach. Anybody who's been here since the beginning knows we've been building and building and building. So we have everything. If anybody wants the chaz over. <coughs> okay. So the creations are brought about in two manners. This we already said. One, the creator's decree without human intervention, such as wild trees, mushrooms, as an example, he brings. Two, on the bottom of page 80, the Creator's decree 
It's also from the Creator's decree, right? It's no different just because there's human intervention does not mean it's not the Creator's decree. Kaddish Baruch With human intervention such as bread, clothing, which comes through plowing and sowing. Clothing comes through a whole process. Go to Melech Shabbos, right? You got to shear the wool. You got to shech the animal. You have to shear the wool. Menapi, it's all this stuff. A similar reading, now listen to this, it's very nice. A similar reading with a bit of a different meaning. Again, Kaddish Baruch brings things into the world in two ways. Either it's from his decree, it's like an explosion, a yesh mi'ayin type, or there's a process. So here, here's another example. One, a person is successful by God's will alone, such as when he finds a treasure or receives an inheritance. Wins the lottery, he makes one deal that was like worth a ridiculous amount of money, he, he never, it's not shaykh by him, but somehow, Kaddish Baruch made it like that. Guy made a boatload of money in one shot. Inheritance, all these things. Kaddish Baruch, that's yesh mi'ayin. Totally Yishmi'ayin. Number two, a person needs to work for his money. So if Ishtadlis equals work, as we heard last week, there's two types of <coughs> creator, God's decrees that come about. The, the engel, the money that the person needs to live is going to come about in two major ways. Right? Either autom- like just explosion from a Kaddish Baruch without any real reason behind it. Right, that's we, we. It's hard for the people who and and, that, and the people who have to work hard. So people have to work hard. Their only saying is, is to look at those guys who just made it, but not go for that. Kodesh Baruch makes two types of people in the world. You see, sometimes people somehow just things go their way. Like it doesn't make any sense. So then the people who have to work hard for every dollar. They look at those guys where and they and they and they're either they're jealous or they're just bothered. Like why not me? Because the creator decreed it. It's as simple as that. It's not for you. It's a whole world of a difference. So everybody has to also learn to stay in their lane. Happy talking. This is the lane that a Kodesh Baruch wants you to be in. Some people have everybody's different lives. There's no you can't compare. It's impossible. Vaidra in the note. It is explained that there are two types of bread: lechem and haaretz, bread of the earth, and lechem and hashemayim, which is man from heaven, which was given to the to the Jews in the desert after they left Egypt. The difference between these two breads, lechem and aretz, lechem and shemaim, very clear. The difference between these two breads is not the orchestrator of the sustenance, i.e., bread of the earth coming from human effort, unlike the manna from heaven, which would only come from a Kaddish Baruch. That is not true. Rather, their difference lies in human <clears throat> perception. All it is is human perception. It seems to be that the bread comes from man, because how much effort he puts into it. Whereas by the man from Shemaim, that's for sure not man. Despite the fact that there is human involvement with the bread of heaven, there's his shtadlis. Despite the fact that there is human involvement with the bread of heaven as well. Okay. I don't know why I jumped to this. Right? With the bread from the earth, it seems to be that we're the creator of it. Ultimately, it's not. Why is it not? Where is the Kaddish Baruch Hu in that? What do you mean? I, I planted the seeds. Okay, he made it rain. Fine, fine, fine. God made it rain. But let's say it didn't rain. Let's say I watered the field. And then, it, and then, it, then I got the crops. I got the wheat. I, I cut the wheat. Yes? I ground. I, I beat it out. I got the chaff. I got the this. I got the that. The we do all this stuff. I ground it down. I took the flour. I mixed it with water. Okay, fine. Water is from God. Fine, fine, fine. But like, I did it. I needed it. I put it in the oven. I put it at 350. Where's the Kaddish Baruch on that? Okay, a little bit. 
a little bit he's there. We'll be masking. He's there a little bit for sure. I mean, where, where is he? Huh? I want, I want, I want to be specific. The fact that the seeds could grow. What? Where is he not? But, but, but speak it out, technically. Who said that, who said that water, first of all, who said there should be seeds? Who said there should be, right, ground? Fine. Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch. Who said that seeds should grow? Who said that there should be concept called photosynthesis? Who said that there should be a koach and a seed that it should, who said that, that you should, you could have a knife that could cut something? Who said that water could mix with flour and it could make, it could make, who said, where do all these things come from? So if you look, if you just look at it like we grow up, oh, just that's just the way it goes. Well, who made it be that flour and water needs into dough? Where did that come from? It's a chiddush of a kaddish baruch. We just we just overlook it very quickly. For whatever reason it is, right? Who said that heat should make a dough rise or bake? Who said such a thing? Where did that come from? So there's no process at all, ever. Even as much involvement as we have, the Baryon is not behind it. Right? It can't be. We just gloss over the panemius of the life. And we, don't, we don't think about the koach of the seed to grow. We just see that it, it, it grew. We only see outcomes. We don't see the inner processes. And we need to be misboning on these things once in a while. It changes everything. It's become Rav Victor Miller, you know, Jews. This is what he was misboning in the whole time. This is what he's talking about. This is what, and you see what's going on. In the, I don't know. I don't know if you pay attention. You know, I, everybody has different things that they pay attention to. But what, I, what I'm seeing in my narrow vision, which is usually like Svarim and Shirim and things like that, the sugis of Imun and Bitachan are taking a, a a big turn. People are really books are coming out of Imun and Bitachan more than ever. Rav Victor Miller is becoming very popular. That's a good. That's a good sign. It's a good thing in this world. More people are connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Even thank you, Hashem. Right? People are connecting in, 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 in deep ways. So, but we need, we, we need to be lamdanim. We have to be, you know, go to the ma'amakim. We have to go to the depths and see the panemius behind every single action. Be misbonin a little bit during the day. How many things it takes <clears throat> to get food on the table? How many things did we do and how many things that a Kaddish Baruch Hu did? You go, you know, who said, who said that this should be, um, what, what are tires made out of? What's it called? Rubber. <laughs> who said there should be rubber? Who said that you could take rubber and you could, it, it's, it, it's maneuverable. Who said such a thing? Oh, just in the ground. So we just, we just figured it out. Rubber's not in the ground. I don't know. Where is rubber? It's trees. It's trees. Who said such a thing? It should be from the ground. Everything, 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 everything. If we go fast in life, like the speed of life, if you go fast, you miss, you miss it. You totally miss it. Right? Because there's, there's two currents at the same exact time. We're living up here. So if you're going fast, right, try looking for your keys, right, your key, and, and you're looking really fast. You don't see it if it's not in the exact place you left it because you're moving very fast. So you gloss over the panemius. The soul... The neshama doesn't move fast. It goes, it, it goes at its pace, very soft. So if we want to connect to that, if we want to connect to Kaddish Baruch, we have to go slow. Once you get it, then you can also connect to it in a fast way. 
But that's for slow. Hasbonus is slow. Slow. <coughs> okay, let's continue. So he says right there in the note. Now, despite the fact that there is human involvement with the bread of heaven, there's also human involvement with the man. That the, you didn't have to leave their tents to collect the man. And then they had to consume it, which we'll see that even consuming things is a shtadlis. Chavos is going to say, you could have all, you have the nicest food in front of you, it's all cooked, but if you don't actually take your hand and pick up the food and put it into your mouth, you're not going to be satiated. He's going to teach us about that. You see that Heshtadlis, HaKadosh Baruch decided that it has to be, everything in this world has to run through Heshtadlis. But al him, he says, the perception was nevertheless that it was the heaven, that it was of heaven, a gift from God. So even though man was involved in getting mun into their body, going out and searching, chewing, <laughs> swallowing, but yet, when we, see, when we talk about the man, it's from God, it's from God, it's from God. Right? We never think about the human intervention, even though there was. Right? If the man fell and no one went to get it, no one's going to get it. Very simple. But in contrast, bread of the earth comes through toil, leading the person to believe that it is he who has accomplished this outcome through his effort and ingenuity. Why indeed is there human involvement with the consumption of heavenly bread? Good question, right? It's a man from Shemaim. To teach us, and more so to train us to see, that human involvement is merely a process that Hashem has inserted into the physical world. Everything in this world has to have human process. That's, that's the tachas of creation. Otherwise, why did He create a world? Because if a Kaddish Baruch would have made a, a, a yesh me'ayin, but then the yesh just went on its own, and we didn't do anything, so that's vaita, it's an ayin. That's it's nothing. It's like a video game just playing by itself. When you're a little kid... <laughs> when, when, when your kids are little, I don't know if you, everybody knows, when you go to like the video game places, when the kids are really young, you know, when the, the, game, the game moves even when you don't put the coin in, right? coins in, right? So they think they're playing. When the kids get older, they know that's not a, them playing. They can read insert coin. Yeah, that also. <laughs> now it's like insert card, give me $50, right? So <coughs> that little kid's not playing. We all know that. So the Kodesh Baruch just made it, would have made a world Yesh and just left it. So then that's right there, it's an eye, that's a nothing. See, everything in the world has to be Yesh Me'ayin, everything. Then it's our, it's up to us. The Nisayan is, how do we perceive it? Is it really us? Physically it's us. But is it really us? Is it really us? So even in the Mon, Kodesh Baruch wanted there to be human involvement. <coughs> to test us, to teach us. That human involvement is merely a process that Hashem has inserted into the physical world. Hishtadlis, we'll just translate Hishtadlis is merely a process that Hashem has inserted in the physical world. Just like photosynthesis is Hashem's process, yes? We didn't make that up. Gravity, Hashem's process. We didn't make that up. Hishtadlis, it's Hashem's process. It's just that because we're involved with it, we get tricked. That's it. That's it. If we want to achieve, we must put an effort. You have, to, you have to put an effort. Therefore, although it was evident that it was the bread of heaven, there still had to be human involvement. This also teaches us that the same applies to bread of the earth. Although there is more human involvement and toil, at the core it is God who is blessing the efforts and God will bless you in all that you do. And as we're saying, it's a little bit deeper. All the inner processes that, that anything could grow, anything could be cut, anything could be kneaded and baked, that's, that's, all, that's him. It's not us. And everything comes from God. This is why the man was given to the Yidin in the desert before they entered Eretz Yisrael, 
where they were commanded to work the land, to teach them this important lesson, you might be involved. You might go out. To the, you have to go out of the tent. Maybe you have to, maybe they baked, they baked it. I mean, it says, the Apostle says they baked it. You have to be involved. But ultimately, it's God's production. As they saw, the man from heaven. So even when you go into Eretz Israel, even when you go into New York, even wherever you go, you might be involved. But it's ultimately God's production. Okay. Fighter. Page 81. So he's going to explain a process here. So he's going to explain a process An example of an immediate cause would be the drawing of water from the depths of the earth by means of a pulley and a jug tied to it that draws the water out of the well. Okay? I don't know if I ever pay attention to this. Immediate cause? Okay, let's see. The remote cause, the furthest, would be the person who ties the animal to the rope. So you have a person who ties an animal to a rope. The animal is then connected to another rope, which is the animal, sorry, the animal is connected to a rope. The animal walks, it pulls the rope, there's a pulley system, and it draws water up from a well, from a bucket from a well, right? So the remote cause, the furthest, would be the person who ties the animal to the rope that is attached to the vessel. The, rope is, the vessel is attached to the rope. And his moving of the animal, he pulls the animal, that pulls the rope to draw the water from the deep well to the surface. Okay? A process. Says then there are those causes that are between the person and the vessels. So if you just look at the person and you look at the bucket, okay. So then you have a guy drawing water. But let's look at the full process. There's not just a person in a bucket. There's everything in between the person and the water, the bucket in the well. They're the intermediary causes between the two matters. They are the animal, the wheels that move each other, another, and the rope. In any of these aforementioned causes, we're ruined if the rope didn't work well, if the animal wasn't moving, if the bucket wasn't tied properly, if there was no water in the well, then the intended goal of drawing water would not come to be. So we need everything in the process to be there. This is very simple, right? To get from the man who wants the water, everything in between has to be set up in order to get that water. Now, <coughs> who's the one who decided that, that this water should even be drawn? Kaddish Baruch decided this guy is going to have an in called thirst. Right? He's thirsty, so he needs water. Or he needs water to cook. Or he needs water for something. Which is God made. So he's the original decree who gets the man to work. The man then uses ingenuity to tie the rope to the animal. To the t- <coughs> so you look. You have a Kaddish Baruch at the beginning. And then you have, what's the goal? Kaddish Baruch wants this person to have the water. So everything in between is really equal. Kaddish Baruch is the, the head of it, and the outcome that the water comes up is what Kaddish Baruch Ratzon is. So between Kaddish Baruch decree and his Ratzon, everything else really is the same. So you have the, the man, the rope, the animal, and the bucket. They're all the same, they're all the same level. Because they're all just part of the process. Right? 
still part of the process. So the, just like the animal's not a Balgaiva, the rope's not a Balgaiva. The rope's a Balgaiva, look at me, I'm such a strong rope. No. The bucket's not a Balgaiva. Why? Because they're, the, they're just part of the system. So man has to be the same way. And he's saying by man is that we have das, it's a das tovera. So sometimes we make mistakes and we think that we're a higher part of the process. He explains, he says, Similarly, for other actions that come to be, they do not come to be as a result of people's actions or through any other entity. Rather, they all exist due to the decree of Hashem and His preparation of the means through which the action will be completed. As it says in Shmuel, to Him, all the causes have been counted. To a Kaddish Baruch, they're all equal. We have to, it's, intellectually we understand this. It has to be something that we really start to slowly let it drip in and believe. That the, the Kaddish Baruch who set everything. He made man, he made animals, he made buckets, however buckets are made from plastic, however, I don't even know how plastic is made. He made all that stuff. And he also wants this man to also have water at some point. It's all there. If we just get this into our head, it's very simple. There's nothing, there's nothing complicated. There's nothing complicated about this. The only complicated part is, is thinking about this. But if we would start to think this way, that we're just part of this process, we're just like this guy who's tying an animal to a rope. Yeah, okay, so we go to work and there's phone calls and there's papers and there's other people, there's all this stuff. But we're just tying ropes to animals and to buckets and things. It changes the way slowly how a person does his job. It's, it changes the way. It allows a person to open up and to see a Kaddish Baruch more. And the point is what? What's the point of all this? Let's go back. We haven't said the point in a long time. What's the point of all this that we're learning? Which is, what's the point of, what's the point of Yitachim? What does that mean? Of course connected. But the goal is to live right now with Yishev Adas and Nefesh. Not just Yitachim. Because that's, we need, to, we need to define that. So a person knows, well, am I or am I not? What does it mean I'd Yitachim? person lives through life and he lives through his hishtadlis, whether it is at work, whether it's at home, whether it's in ruchnius, whatever that may be. And he's calm, not complacent. He has yishif adas, he has menuchas anefesh, not lazy. Be very careful with that. But he's doing his thing. And he's calm. And there's, right, in, in the external world it's going like this. Or sometimes he wakes up, he, sometimes he, he, he sleeps through dot, whatever it is. But if he can just coast through, not coast through, with consciousness, awareness, calmly, and even though sometimes he gets caught with something, but then he's like, one second, one second. Kodesh decides this is for the best. Brings himself back. That's the goal. Doesn't matter what the situation is. Work, family, ruchnius, everything in between. Any people have to deal with? It's always a Kodesh running the situation he already started planning it many years ago, 5,783 years ago. He's already started planning. Whatever you're dealing with now, he started planning it 5,783 years ago because nothing that is now, which is the yesh and yesh, can come if it wasn't from that original yesh. There's not, it's not possible. It just took thousands of years and millions of things to happen to have this situation be here, whatever it is. It's already planned. And the outcome's already planned as well. So we have to just do our hishtaglas. Just get in the game. But don't put too much of your, your, 
your inner essence into it, because it's not you. The chrayis is on hishtalus. The chrayis is never on an outcome. That, that's a Kodesh Baruch a chrayis. Right? My chrayis is never on an outcome. My chrayis is putting myself in the, in the proper placement that would make an outcome come out the way that I think that a Kodesh Baruch would want it to come out. But it's not my chrayis to actually make the outcome because who can... Who can make that out? Who can make such an outcome? You want to say something, Yankee? Yeah, if you're living on that level where, where you have total Yishavadas and everything is calm, then part of Galas is that struggle. But if you get to that place where nothing is a struggle, like you're living totally with Hashem, everything is just good. Mm-hmm. So then you're missing... Then you'd be Rabbi Akiva. No, that's no, okay. If you're Rabbi Akiva, that's great. But until we get there, we have a lot to work on. I mean, that's a high madriga. We're, we're speaking about what could be. But we're going to live in between. We want to get there. But who's the person who's really going to get there all the time? The tzaddik can get there. And even then they have struggles. But we have to speak out what is the MS and what could be. Yeah? Are you, are you nervous that you're going to get there so fast? That would be amazing. <laughs> I guess you can, go to, you, can go to, you can go to Arizona for the, for the winters. I guess it's just... There's always, there's always, there's always tests within tests. There's always things. There's always and then, things. And there's also that balancing, like if everything is like Hashem, then like, <clears throat> how much Hashem do I have to do to not? Oh, okay, so we're, we're we're getting to that point. We're getting to that point because it could be a, at a person's level, at a person's level of bitachon, if he's mamish there, so maybe he should be pulling back. We're not there yet. Pulling back from the physical Hashem. Meaning, if he already goes to work and he's totally cool. And nothing that happens at work throws him off. He's mastered that, which is, that'd be amazing. Then why are you working so hard? Why are you even going to work so many hours? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're almost there. We have to understand first the Heshtadlis, and then we can learn what are Nafkim Islamais after that. <clears throat> okay. Let's just finish up here. So God has counted, on page 81, is that we're up to? Yeah. God has counted and put into place all the causes. All the causes. They're already, they're already there. And if, if even one of them were to be lacking, the end result would not come to be. That's what Kodesh Baruch decided it also. So we have to put ourselves in the middle sometimes. You want, you want food on the table, you need to put yourself in the position to get from God's decree of your <laughs> life and Him wanting you to have food on the table. You need to put yourself in there. And that's why we can't get thrown off when things don't go the way we want. But that's also why we need to wake up in the morning and go to work, because that's the Ratsan of Hashem as well. So Hashem wants us to, to, to put forth effort. Correct. The question will be how much effort, but we're not there yet because we don't even know why necessarily we are... are why are we putting this effort? Why does he... That's coming to be... We're almost there. But why does he want us to put this effort in? That's the truth. He created a world that we need to put our efforts in. But why? Why did he do this? What's the point of it all? Okay, Mitchell, we'll continue next week. Uh, well,